You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. Sid Talk. Yes. Um, so, in an unusual turn of events, it got really hot today, or warm at least. So, we have a window open. So, if you hear dogs barking in this podcast, we cannot be responsible for the dogs barking. No. And I don't believe I can cut dogs barking out. It's kind of difficult. The thing is, most oh, most people would be like, what's wrong with dogs barking? <laughs> they would, yeah. But dogs barking in this area, they're very high-pitched and they're kind of annoying. Oh, it's really annoying. We're surrounded by all dog owner people. So what we were talking about before the After the Show discussion, I was talking to you about MTV, or television in general, being not as brave as they used to be. And I, my, um, what I was talking about was Jackass on MTV back in the 90s. To me, it feels like punk rock TV, like where you're just fuck the rules, just do this crazy shit and see if it see if it you know flies. And that's what they did. And you know, there was lots of different things: Wild Boys and um, Viva La Bam. You know, there was a lot of that crazy. Nowadays, I think you're giving them a lot of credit. You say somebody's punk rock or they're punk about it. I think of punk as being a little more pure than that. I think they were all very, very ambitious. Well, like the Sex Pistols, going back to punk rock, the not they well, didn't invent punk rock. They were just they utilizing ma- it. Malcolm McLaren marketed punk rock with the Sex Pistols and made it a thing. We marketed the Sex Pistols with punk rock. It already existed. It did, but the Sex Pistols had the attitude of the punk rock was. Fuck everything. Well, you know, fuck the Queen, fuck Britain. You're really using that word a lot today. That's punk rock, isn't it? <laughs> but we're not punk rock, and you are definitely not punk. But rock. what I'm saying is, nowadays TV, and I was looking at things that were on TV, and um, MTV is a good example. It has basically wall-to-wall scripted reality shows on it now. No music, bits of music, mostly scripted reality shows that are not. I mean, they're scripted reality shows. They're, they're controlled. Right, but people don't perceive it that way. They don't, but Most that's Most people what perceive are. it as reality, and when they do wacky shit, or they get drunk and they screw strangers, or whatever they do, I've never watched one. That's honest. what they do. Right, or the Royal Housewives, that's all would be considered by some to be punk rock TV, because, oh, they got in a cat fight, but it's not. So I think that your perception of jackasses, or MTV's 90s, Years being punk is just them wanting to capitalize the only on a bunch of people who want to sit around their ass all day and do nothing except eat and smoke weed and watch MTV. Well, the only station I think nowadays who take any chances whatsoever, anything, is HBO. Um, I think they have for a long time. Just They're not obviously not jackass-type TV, but they take chances. Their TV is definitely different to other TV. I don't know? know if they're the only ones. I think that's unreasonable. Like, El Rey is new, isn't it? Brand new. I think brand Showtime. New. It's pretty risky. To a, to a um, degree. Uh, no, El Rey... Um, t- El Rey no, Bro- to start a new network is risky. That's yeah, like, that's risky, yeah. but he's, he's also... I was watching an interview with Robert Rodriguez, who owns that channel, this week. And he's bound by a load of guidelines. You know, he can't do exactly what he wants. He has to 
bits yeah. of the... Is this all this what we're going to talk about today? <laughs> this is the before the after show discussion. But what I'm saying is TV Leaking nowadays kind of sanitized, I think. Kind of... It's not very... It's not quite as fun like as it has been. Mm, I disagree, but... I think drama go. is a lot better nowadays, but I think all the kind of fluffy kind of stuff... You mean like fast. dudes stapling their ball to their leg? Is we for need you more of that, yeah. Entertaining, and for me, it's like, oh my god, have we sunk to the bottom of what could possibly entertain you? Bring back Tom Steve-o, Green. Swallow a car and shit it out. Yeah, need more of that. Ooh, that is ex- that is not exciting. Yeah, that is idiocracy, my friend. Which is a movie we should watch and review. By the way, I thought about that the other day. We should watch it again and do a part of a review about it. True. So, um, this is after the show, if you haven't um, realized by now. Which has nothing to do with everything we've just talked about. It's Saturday, April the 12th, and this is the 321st episode of After the Show. The movie we're going to review this week, if you don't know by now, we review a movie every week. And the movie this week is Anchorman 2, The Legend Continues. And who are we? I'm Ace Gully, your Sid Talk, and we are husband and wife. I was going to say. To each other. To each other. Not just husband and wife, to random people. Um, so this is uh, Anchorman 2, The Legend Continues. It's a 2013 movie. It's released on Blu-ray already. You can go and get it now. It's PG-13. There's actually three cuts of the movie on this Blu-ray. We watch the unrated version. Or the R-rated version, actually. Um, and it's from our friends at Paramount. And Sid Talk's going to give us a synopsis of Anchorman 2, no, The Legend not. Continues. No, she's not. Because you're in love with Ron Burgundy. I think you should give Actually, I'll tell my little story about the original Anchorman. It completely passed me by. I had no idea what Anchorman was. I never... You know, it was in the theatres. It came out on Blu-ray. I had no idea what it was. We were going on a car journey. I can't remember where it was. But I downloaded um, a digital copy of of it. And I put it on my... I don't even know what it was then. What I had. Oh, my netbook. Yep. Yep. And I thought, I'll watch that in the car, Anchorman. I have no idea what it is, some kind of comedy. Will Ferrell, he's, he's kind of funny, I like him. I watched it in the car, and we had it piped through the stereo system. So you were just listening to it, I was watching it. And you kept laughing, even though you couldn't see what was going on. And I was like, holy crap, this movie's hilarious. Why haven't I seen this movie before? And then, I, pres- I must have seen the movie... After that, you watched it I've seen the movie over a hundred times. You watched it every yeah. day. More than once, probably, yeah. for over a I used month. to just leave it running sometimes. In fact, the the other day I pulled the Blu-ray out, you saw me, and I I'm sat... I'm sorry, is this the synopsis? Yeah, the other day <laughs> I pulled the Blu-ray out and sat on the couch and uh, watched the original. And then also watched the alternative version of the original, Wake Up Ron Burgundy. So I've watched it recently. So now Anchorman 2 is the continuation, Ron Burgundy, the news anchor. It's moving on to the 80s. It's dealing with like the CNN boom on TV, like the 24-hour news channel and how Ron Burgundy gets involved in that. And hilarity ensues. Oh, please. So, Anchorman 2, The Legend Continues. You, I wouldn't consider you a fan of Anchorman. I think I'm a fan of it. You, as an take-it-or-leave-it kind of person, what do you think of Anchorman 2? Take-it-or-leave-it kind of person. <laughs> I'd say it's way not as funny as the first one because I expect everything. You know, I expect the rambling and the funny faces and inappropriate comments. I expect it all. Now I laughed. 
I laughed a lot because it's awkward and it's uncomfortable. And sometimes I think these are grown people, grown ass people. And their job is to sit there and say the weird, crazy, funny shit that when you're kids, when you're a little kid and you say something out to somebody. For example, I'll give you a story. And this sounds Ron Burgundy to me now. And I don't know why. Something that Brick might say. My sister, I was about six years old. My sister was outside mowing the yard. This is a true story. This is a true story. My sister's outside mowing the yard, and it's hot, apparently. It pushed more. And somebody commented, oh, Shella looks really hot. Shella looks, oh, she's having a hard time. And I was little, and I just looked, and I said, nah, I think she's constipated. (laughs) (laughs) I have no idea what that means, but that seems wrong burgundy to me, and I don't know why. It's cute. Yeah. It's kind of funny. It's improv. But there are times when it's like, okay, we get it. You're being goofy. And then it goes on and on and on. It's not funny. Now, sometimes, you know, I, sometimes. Th- I, th- I thought it was very funny, this movie. Um, but yeah, the, the, you know, it's the second film. So the shock value, I guess, if, if it is a shock, it's not really a shock value. It's the, oh, novelty. Oh, this is, yeah. I've not seen that. This is kind of different. It feels You've never seen different. anyone like Brick before. Right. And it just <laughs> feels different. Everybody's being goofy the entire time. It's just a goof. It's. Airplane was, and the Naked Gun, those kind of movies where it's just goofy for goofy's sake. Like that's the idea. It but hadn't been done. It straight. It hadn't been done for a long time, and they came and did it right. So that kind of has wore off. So this one, it's more relying on you're a fan of the team, the news team, and definitely not as many <clears throat> funny, in the moment comments. Not where you can think of like it works sixty percent of the time, a hundred percent of the time, or, or whatever he said. You know, I mean, like... I think... But then you get references to the first one, obviously, that are hilarious. Then you get to the big fight, now, and it's like, well, whoa. What I thought about this one, though, was, like, yes, it's uh, it's it's for the fans, right? It's the team is back together. If you're a True. fan of them, you're going to love it. Plus, they throw some new stuff in there just to, you know... Further the story. And not sometimes. There's some just idiotic things that are just in there for fun. Like, that's the idea. <laughs> Correct. But... Underneath, in the first movie, there was a good story underneath it. Underneath the stupidness, the story was, like, the news is becoming kind of antiquated at a point, and it needs us being spruced. And in this one, they take it further. Like well, in this like, one, they go the opposite. News is being modernized to the point of it's not news anymore. Of it being we need stupid, to go yeah. back a step. Right. So it's the opposite. To me, it was the opposite. Yeah, but I mean, it ha- they have a story underneath, and it's actually a serious story about how news is. And what I found really interesting in this one is how um, the news, the the news that they were doing goofy on the screen, like oh, here's the news, is actually the news we watch today. It is. Somebody was very tuned in. Like, to let's that. have let's have more graphics on the screen. Let's have like more stupid stories. Let's oh look, let's report on a on a cute dog that's. Doing nothing, just walking around. It's and let's make fun of Fox News by saying that everything needs to be yay, America. Yeah. America's awesome. Have an American day. <laughs> Don't just have a great day, have an American day. Right. It's like, it's all very, exactly, you know, and I thought that that was really good. Biting satire, that's what that is. But then on top of that, there's the layer of... Goof, goof, goof. And it's not just goof, it's surreal, it's weird, it, there's, there's all kinds of things thrown in there. And I think it's entertaining. It, I think it works. I can't again. deny that, but it's not as like giggle funny as the first one. Now, to me. how I see this is, 
I'm a fan of this movie. And I just watched it for the first time. We actually watched the unrated version, not the big long version. There's also a 20, a 40 minute longer version on the disc, which we didn't watch. I wanted to get the theatrical kind of experience first, then watch that one later. But as a fan, how I feel after watching this was, I thought it was really funny. Um, I don't like it as much as the first one, but I don't think that's possible at all. But I feel like if I watch this over and over again, it will be as funny as the first one. I feel that's how this movie works. You kind of get... like I, don't know. It, I think it's funnier the more you watch it. That's what the first one was for me. The first one's just super funny because I know it off by heart now. It's even funnier. I think this one will work the same. Um... There were parts of this I didn't like at all. The part where he goes to the lighthouse. I thought you yeah. could have cut that out completely. It was just like... And the singing to the the song. Um, but that's just part of... How can that be any different from the rest of it? It, it just fell out. It's weird because... Nothing can feel out of place in this movie. But that section did to me. I was almost like... Um... I'm not it was enjoying trying this to mirror the... When he became like... Down and milk out. Was a milk. Yeah, but that was funny, right? That part. This part was Where he became down and out, and his hair all grew out, and he was like all bummy. So this part was, the whole joke was, Ron has gone blind for reasons... Are we spoiling things? Well, I'm just saying, Ron has gone... Spoiler. It don't really matter. He's gone blind, and they stretched this joke out over several minutes of, he's blind, but he he doesn't really understand what being blind is. That's funny. And it is, but then it goes a little bit too long, I thought. And then the singing to the shark thing was just like, I was like, uh, see, I have point. to question your judgment because how can that seem? I just—that's that, the only part. That whole section there felt like a drag to me. And then once it got off that scene and back into the movie, and then there's a really awesome part after that. I felt like I could have took that part out. I don't think it would have mattered at all. I disagree because that was the time when he realized that he loved his wife and his kid. That's yeah, what it was but all you about. could have done it differently. What I mean is right, the, the lighthouse thing. Out, I did, that's the only part I didn't like. Right? You liked it. I didn't. Like I didn't it. like it. Oh, you didn't. No, I'm not dislike it either. I'm just neutral. I don't care one way or the other. Oh, to me, it was. It just felt draggy. I didn't like it. It wasn't actually funny. They kept doing the same joke. It was just like, oh, you know, you're blind. Blah blah blah. You know. There were some good visual gags in that part, like if you look around the room, like yeah. what a blind person's room might look like if it was Ron Burgundy being blind. <laughs> right. Um, but that was the only part I didn't really like. Then the ending part, the big showdown thing, mm-hmm. I thought was fantastic. There's, that actually exists in the first movie as well, but on a smaller scale. Yeah. But it was... It's completely ludicrous and I was reading some reviews of this movie after we'd watched it just to see what other people thought and people who were really dissing this movie were like it goes too far like at the end they were like oh the ending part was just what the hell it was it was just crazy like that's what it is to me that's when it works best when it's being stupidly crazy right and they go really far in this one like yeah really far don't they like it so I really enjoyed it, and I think it would grow on you. But I don't, I don't think if you're a fan of if you're not a fan of this type of you, oh, this no. won't. If you win thought your Anchorman own. was stupid, you're gonna think this is stupider. Yeah, it's definitely <laughs> it's definitely stupider. There's more jokes in this one, I think. 
Mm, I don't know. It well, feels like always a joke is going on. Like, always. It's like, sometimes you have to, like, oh... Yeah, none, none of the dudes. Like, in the first one, you got dudes saying, like, Paul Rudd's character, Brian Fantana. They had a consistent thing where what they, the lines that they said were, like, so funny. Yeah. Like, actually, like, funny and to their character. And this time it was more like... There's a bit more of the ones that, <coughs> the ones that miss... Like, jokes that feel like they or were... Or there's just nothing. They just say something that's not a joke, it's not funny, it's just finishing off the scene. I also think there's a... But I don't know if it was because we watched the R-rated cut, but I feel like there are some flat jokes in this one. Like, the ones where it feels to me like the line-o-rama thing that you watch, where they do a thing hundred times. Some of them feel like they were that wasn't the right one. Like, it just doesn't... It isn't kind of funny. It isn't funny. There are some really crazy... Like, where he goes to the meal with the black family. Mm-hmm. Like, it's super uncomfortable, and I think that works really well, that part. It's ridiculously, like... <laughs> it's like, oh my god, please don't open your mouth. But when he does, it's always super funny. But, um... But is it? <laughs> the story's kind of funny. I liked how it was explained. Like, mm-hmm. I like the beginning part with the shark, and, like, how it opens on him being chased by a shark, and it's like... Oh, the, I just I didn't think that... I thought that could have been completely eliminated. And it is eliminated from the long version. Um... From the long version. If you watch the long version, it, it doesn't start like that. It starts completely differently. Right. I just watched the opening credits of the long version. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a well-structured thing. It definitely tells a story of the time. If they did an Anchorman 3, I was thinking, where would, what time period would we go to? It'd have to be now, like, maybe? Because mm. the 90s, was it much different from the 80s? Mm. I don't know. I mean, CNN was... CNN. Yeah. Did it really change? Has it changed now, really? Compared? Eh. I mean, I'd say people slicker. would say, yeah. It's slicker. Um, it's available Um, One thing you can make fun of, and I'm not making fun of this story at all. I don't want him to think that, but the the Malaysian flight, the plane that's, that went down, disappeared, right? I listen to CNN a lot on SiriusXM. I watch it a lot. If I'm at work on a Sunday, we can have the news on or the weather. So I turn on the news. And they can take zero information. Zero information. Oh, yeah. Make an hour out of it. Not an hour. Four hours in a row one day. Every single show that was on that day, they do different shows with different hosts or whatever. They were all about it. And they had zero information. But because they got a little taste of the ratings the first few days... Then it was like, just keep it going. Just keep saying... I mean, that's what this movie... That's what this movie... No, it wasn't. They were focusing on all the little tidbits of things. Throw this and throw this and throw this. Nowadays, they can take nothing. Like, nothing. I I did find that funny in this movie, though, when they sat around the brainstorming table and just go like, oh, well, we need to be... uh, The idea was, oh, no, we're... we're, What was it? What were they called? Not CNN, but like a... GNN. Global News Network. Which is actually a better name than CNN, because CNN is just cable news now. But, you know, our philosophy is we report the news, we're very trustworthy and upstanding, and we don't tell you anything that's not real, and we... But then Ron Burgundy's thing was, why don't we just... You know, report on what? Well, what was it? What was the line? He said, report. "Let's not give them what. Why do we always have to give them what they need? Why can't we just give them what, what they, they want? want?" Right, and then then it turns into like. <laughs> then it's like everybody's like, "Whoa!" And then it's and then they go over, you know, crazy yeah. stuff. But that, but but what does parallel real life is? Hey, there's some chopper footage of a, somebody in a car chase, which 
all of a sudden... Because you know nothing about it. Nothing about it. But you've got the footage, you can just but then all, at the But that door. happened in real life. I remember on the news, I'd never seen a car chase or anything. I'd seen them in movies. Well, that was O.J. Simpson. That was the first That's one. That's what I'm saying. You would turn on the... But not just the O.J. Simpson. Then, whenever there were car chases, you would see car chases on the news. Oh, I only ever saw that one. Oh, in England, you saw car chases on the news all the time. Like, right. And it was like... Hey, there's a car chase in Greater Manchester, and we're following the... From All the, the time. It was just a thing that came on the news. Like, it was like, tonight we'll show you the car chase that happened at lunchtime, or tonight, you know? And it just became a feature of the news. Sounds like, like an epidemic of car lots chases. Lots of car chases. Well, there's tons of so many car chases everywhere, all the time. Really? Yeah. Especially in a, where I lived, in Manchester. It's like a high crime area. Right. Car chases all the time. People thieving cars, being chased by the police. It just became a feature of the news and people just lapped it up. Oh, I want to see a car chase. It's like the movies, but it's on the news. And this movie really captured that. Oh, where, yeah, yeah. Where the guy in the bar said, when did the news become awesome? <laughs> yeah, Like, yeah. it's exactly... That's like, what people want. The news was serious and it was telling you real things. And now it's just, like, like hyping everything up. Like, And that's what the news is now, isn't it? Completely. A lot of it. Not all of it, but some of it, yeah. A lot of it. But, um... There is an underpinning of, like, a actual s- social and satire yep. comment in here. But then you've got to like the wacky stuff. Um, so let's move on to the cast. Will Ferrell reprises Ron Burgundy. I think it's the best character he's done, and I've watched a lot of his movies. I mean, in his comedy realm. My favourite actual role of him is Stranger Than Fiction. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really awesome. That was, like, his punch-drunk love mm, moment. I like Elf a lot. <laughs> Elf. Elf yeah Elf's really good too but I like Stranger Than Fiction I feel that was like Sandler going into Punch Drunk Love that was like and it showed that he could do something that, that was good. not just comedy you know that's a good recommendation actually um, and he's fantastic here I think um, there's nobody who does this kind of comedy like him for me he actually makes me laugh like it's why is it is it what he says or the fact that like a 50 year old man is doing it's kind of it's partially coming it's because it comes from him and it's anybody else doing this kind of thing I would feel like they're just knocking it off even though it's not Will Ferrell's thing yeah he didn't invent it yeah but it feels right from him like I like I expect that and it's kind of it's kind of it's very funny (laughs) do you like him in it? Uh, I always like him but it gets a little bit like when you let him just say the same lines, different do the linearama thing, and they just let him go, 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 go. A lot of it's just it's like brain diarrhea. It's like whatever he thinks, it comes out, and then they use it because he's Will Ferrell and it's fucking hilarious. But it's not hilarious. And that's why I say there are it's some not edgy. there are some things in this movie that don't work for me. They feel like cut like cut out ones from linearama. You know, like um, where he does like. In the first movie where he says, like, Great Zeus's beard and things like that. Yeah. He tries to do that, like, several times in this movie. And I was like, that's just nowhere near as funny as in the first one. But is it not like, as funny because you're Well, I was feeling funny. like they were doing it too much. Like, like it was very... In the first movie, he does it, like, twice at the most. In this movie, I felt what? like... He, he says crazy shit all the no, time. No, I mean the, the, those reactions. Like, you know, Great Zeus's beard or those. In this movie, there were some that felt to me like they were off the cutting room floor. They were just... And it, I'm thinking it might be because we watched the R-rated one where they added some new stuff back in. Mm. The theatrical cut might be a bit... Oh, they said it was just two extra minutes. That's all. It is, but that can be a lot of comments. Mm. Um, 
So Steve Carell is back as Brick Tamland. Fair I don't find him as funny, I don't think, as you do. I do. He's not my favourite character. Brian Fantana's my favourite character, but um, out of the news crew. But Brick... Brick had the most touching part this yeah. time, because he found a woman. But you, know you also what? love. You love that lady. Yeah, I really love her, but I didn't find it particularly funny, their, their scenes together. That... Not funny, but sweet. Sweet, yeah. Really sweet. But, I mean, it's a bit obvious. It's like, oh... There's a female brick that exists. Yeah, but the way they did it was cute. Um, But she didn't get enough time to (laughs) be fun. She's like, you know, it's very brief if you count up what she's in it. Um, So Steve Carell's good. You know, there's some really funny moments thinking back now with Steve Carell, like when he's doing the weatherboard. I thought that was really funny. But it wasn't. But it is to me. But it isn't really. Because somebody like Brick, that is just like voodoo to him like like it literally is like right. what is happening but that doesn't like. make it funny it, to me it did like <laughs> thinking of how a character like that would react to a green screen like right. it and he can see himself on the TV and the, the joke is he's wearing green pants so his legs disappear I thought it was pretty funny um, Paul Rudd plays Brian Fantano he's my favourite um, yeah but he wasn't very fantastic. I don't think he I don't think he no I think he was but I don't think mm. he was given that much to do, really. Mm, exactly. They, they didn't, like, focus on the news crew a lot. And I hate that other guy. I don't like him at all. I never do. You're supposed to hate that guy. No, character. I don't like the actor. Oh, guy. you don't like... No. Right, so, yeah, Champ Kind. Uh, anyway, back to Brian Fontana. I think uh, Paul Rudd should have been given some more... Funny things to say? Yeah, because <laughs> it's really focused on Ron Burgundy, this one. Well, yeah. I, but, I mean, he gets the news team back together, but then when it goes to be the news team, it's... It, you don't really see the news team having fun together, aside from a couple of moments where they're, you know, doing the crack yeah. <laughs> and stuff. But they, they don't, in the first movie, they have those whole... They show you a news broadcast where they're just having fun and they're throwing the ball at each other and they're making fun of Veronica Carningstone. You know, it's, you see them all acting together. In this one, you don't really see it as much. Um, David Kotner plays Champ Kind. He, he's... I never like it. I understand I the character, though, and I, I they did delve into it a little bit more in this yeah. one. You know, and he's like... I know he's supposed to be unlikable, but I'm not like that guy. Because he's like, everything, is he? He's racist, he's... Like, everything. <laughs> he's just like all that. Um, Christina Applegate's back as Veronica Carnestone. She's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I think in this movie, they got so much less to do. Anybody who's not Ron Burgundy kind of... Didn't have as much to do. She doesn't do. get a lot of funny things It's to the Ron say. Burgundy show, this one, really. Well, it is called Ron Burgundy. I mean... Well, it isn't. Anchorman. Two. The legend continues. Right. It isn't called Ron Burgundy. Well, the first one's Ron Burgundy, the legend of Ron Burgundy. Right. So this is the legend continues. It's Ron Burgundy. Um, Christine Applegate's really funny, though, and it is... Um, they're married in this one. That, that's the thing, so it's... Kind of. Um... Fred Willard returns as Ed Harkin. He's not in it that much. I really like him in the first one. Underused in this one. Yeah, he was funny. Indiana um, Jones. And then Harrison Ford was Mick. He was pretty good, Mac actually. Tanner. Yeah, it's a it's brief. But I would like them to have shown us a couple of his broadcasts so we could see him on the air. So you see why he's like the master of all the anchormen. What Harrison Ford becomes is amazing. Yes. <laughs> I don't want to give that away, but there, there is a, a thing at the end which is full of cameos from different comedians and not comedians and all, all well, kinds of people. there's about seven people. 
Sasha Baron Cohen is in there. Kanye West, who's not a comedian. Um, who else? The girl, the women. Yeah, it's pretty Tina funny. Fey and if you if you liked in the first one, there's like Liam a, Neeson. There's like a West Side Story part. Vince Vaughn. In the first movie, there's a West Side mm-hmm. Story part. If you liked that part, they kind of expand on that in this one. And he says, there's too much news. Yeah, which is true. <laughs> yes. But when you think about it, in another way, it does cater to people. Because the people who think real news is boring, but they do give a shit about the fact that what's-her-face wore a dress down That's the why thing. Fox News is popular, right? Well, Fox News is popular because it's what they were pretending to be. Uh-huh. America, America, America. I'm talking about if you're the kind who thinks news is boring, all of that is boring. Then you can turn over to E! Entertainment News and watch who's wearing what dress and what the gossip is. Or you can turn over and, if you give a shit about what football team won what... It's not news, is it? No. But if that's the thing that interests you and they call it sports news, there you go. So we do have a lot more options these days. That was kind of what they're getting at. There's just too much news! So this is directed by Adam McKay again. He returned to direct this. You will know him from... um, he, start, he directs crazy movies, basically. And his other movies are... The Other Guys, which is a Will Ferrell movie. Step Brothers, which is completely off crazy. I really like Step Brothers. Did you like that one? Not really. Actually, um, uh, C. Riley shows mm-hmm. up in this one, doesn't he? As well. I really like Step Brothers. And Greg Kinnear. Step Brothers is pretty funny. Yeah. Um, Talladega Nights. Wait, was that Greg Kinnear or was it Born? Step Brothers. Jason Bourne or Greg Kinnear? Step Brothers. No, he wasn't in that. He was in that one where they were twins or whatever. Right, that was That's Greg Kinnear and Jason Bourne. So yeah. who was the stepbrother? Step, to, to step Brothers was, yeah, C. Riley and uh, Will Ferrell. Was Will Ferrell? Yeah. It's really know. funny. <laughs> I don't remember. I've seen it. I guess I didn't think it was very funny. It was very funny. <laughs> uh, what I remember was him draping his balls on his oh, drum kit. Oh, yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> It's really funny. Oh my god, what is wrong with men? But anyway, uh, Step Brothers is uh, it's a wacky movie. Uh, Talladega Nights, also a wacky movie. Sasha Baron Cohen. You didn't Cohen. like Talladega Nights. We no, didn't even watch it all. It's wacky though. Sasha, Sasha Baron Cohen is in that one and is in this one. Um, and Anchorman, obviously. Um, obviously, Adam, Adam McKay is um, friends with Apato, friends with Will Ferrell, and uh, makes wacky Will Ferrell movies. That's his uh, industry. So, extras. And there are a lot of extras on this Blu-ray. So, if you are a fan of Anchorman, I think you will like these extras. There is... um, There's three versions of the movie. There's the unrated version. There's the theatrical version. And then there's the supersized R-rated version. Now, the supersized R-rated version is like 40 minutes longer. And on the front it says the supersized R-rated version has 763 new jokes. Mm-hmm. So they've counted the amount of jokes. Um, so similar to the first Anchorman in, on the Blu-ray extras, they had that alternate cut of the movie, which was a completely different like story. This one's not a different story. It's just 80% different dialogue. So you can watch a different version of the movie. There's also a bunch of special features... Um, Lionorama things, as we're familiar from Apatow movies, it's just... I don't find it that interesting. It's just, they run the camera for like five minutes and they do the same thing, over, same scene, but then they replace the dialogue over and over. If you like ad-libbing, you might find something funnier than what's in the movie if you can watch it all. 
Uh, there's also a um, like behind the scenes. It's called Newsroom. We watched it. It's like 18 minutes long. Um, it's pretty good. It it shows you like how they built the news set. Like they actually built a whole well a news. They didn't show how they just showed. I mean, they, built they showed it. it and they showed some. Re- there was some really. F- there was something funny in there that was funnier than what was in the movie. The bit where <laughs> where they crack each other up. Where Brian Fantana about the hmm. and he and he make they make Will Ferrell laugh. I didn't find that that funny. I thought well, I, I was in like hysterics and actually tears came out of my eyes when I was watching it. What? They only just thought it was great because he laughed. Yeah, it made it whatever they said, and I don't remember what it was exactly. Now oh, wasn't that funny? It. No, it made me it, it made me laugh more than most of the things in the film. Made a tear come to your eye. Yeah. You must be very quiet when you laugh. Well, I, I, I don't need known. to make a noise for a tear to come out of my eye. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, the newsroom. If you're really, a, it's it's really fun, and there's lots of like talking head interviews with Will Ferrell, and he's dressed as Ron Burgundy. He's actually in full costume when he's talking. Um, <laughs> there's also uh, rare cast auditions. There's a a table read, um, which I always find those table reads pretty boring. Always. Because I mean, it's like you've seen the movie, and now all they're doing is rehearsing. And it's line-a-rama again, because they might take lines and say them different ways and try different things. I don't find it that... It depends on the movie, though, I guess. I mean, I, there's a table read on Punch Drunk Love, and I love that, and I love Paul Thomas Anderson, but I found the table read boring. Yeah. It's like, no, I don't really need to... Plus, everybody's, like, looking each other's ass. Yeah, always. Yeah. Every time they say something good or great, they're like, oh, that's great. <laughs> it does come, always come across that way, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there are a ton of extras. Four hours of special. You features. didn't talk about the guy who played the lime guy. No, I didn't. Um, He's pretty good. Yeah, I don't really like him. James Marsden. James Marsden. Um, is he in Superman? Fantastic Four. Fantastic. Oh, that is right. I'm not and really that. I'm not really not a massive Fantastic fan. Four. X Men. Yeah. He's Cyberman, or whatever it's called. Yeah. Cyclops. Yeah. That's it. Um, I did like the the. They, he, he loses a bet in the movie, and <laughs> yeah. he has to change his name to... But they didn't exploit that enough either. Well, what did Lame. they first change his name to? Lane. Yeah. And then later he was had to be called Dick Fuck. P-H-U-K. Yeah, but, it, but when, it, when he said, uh, hi, uh, yeah, closing yeah. out, it's Dick Fuck, and then they showed the subtitle of his name at the bottom. So ball. they know how it's spelled. <laughs> so funny. But they didn't, they didn't utilize that, that joke. No, I feel that that probably was utilized more in the longer version, it seemed mm. to me, because it's... Even though he's not swearing, saying fuck with a P. Because he's an interesting character to have as the rival, but they never do anything with it. He's basically the um, alternative to Vince Vaughn in the last movie. Yeah. He's the other anchorman who's all charismatic, who's a big success, who Ron Burgundy can't get along with. But Ron Burgundy wants to get along with him in this one. It's funny because he's like, I don't, there's no look on my face. I only have like... I kind of no, want to pick. A, I don't him. want to pick a fight with you, though. It's not like um, yeah, he doesn't want to get along with him, though, because he's like he's not so great. <laughs> yeah, he's not so great. Uh, so um, yeah, tons of extras. Uh, conclusion: If you're an Anchorman fan, you've obviously picked this up already. It doesn't mean you'll like this one though, because it's different enough to where you might not find it I, as funny. I feel like I need to see it multiple more times, um, and I will see it multiple more times. Because must I put find- something in there subliminally to make you people want to see it multiple times. I think it's a fun, funny movie. Um, the bit in the RV was really funny. Yeah, that like was it's funny. like there's some totally like what the hell is going on here? Exactly. Like, you know? like, what's the point of that? Except 
that we get to use this particular kind of special effect in CGI because there's no other point to that. It's Same just, as with the big fight. There's no point to most of that except like, what can we do? We've got this much money. What can we spend it on? <laughs> the big fight's pretty hilarious. I mean, it's got it, good it, CGI too, and it really completely goes crazy. Like, yep, like yep, like it breaks all the Cornwall walls. Cornwall Jackson of joins the fight just to give you that little tidbit. Who? Cornwall Jackson. Yes, he does <laughs> from the Civil War. Uh, John C. Riley playing him. It's bizarre and funny. I really would like more of that stupid, crazy shit. Oh, and the Minotaur. <laughs> yep. So, um, yeah, I uh, really enjoyed it. Uh, it's probably a conflicting thing for you. I bet you don't like it as much as I did. No. And I don't like it as much as the first one, but I feel like I might after I've seen it more. Hmm. Or if you watch them in a row, it's you a might mul- have a little it's taste more of, of a multiple. Ron and then watch the next one and be like, yeah, I'm on a roll here. I, the first I think one you'll find grew that your, your residual, your side characters just... It's like they're all da-da-da-da, and then they all drop off, like you said, except for him. But I'm interested to see this 40-minute longer version, because maybe they all get more to do. Because, I mean, that's a lot of, that's a lot more stuff to put in there. Well, I think that one thing to do is make Ron something else completely. And this one would get him being an announcer at a SeaWorld. But if you're going to do it again, don't make him down and out. Don't make him blind or deaf or whatever. Like, give him a... a obstacle make him he has to be something completely different and make it that fish out of water thing yes it's used a lot but if you take ron burgundy and make him be something else they almost did the same thing as the first movie here they just made the first movie again um there's a big story looming there's brian fontana opens his cabinet all the things that you remember like they just redid them differently and because the comedy is so random anyway, it's always going to be different, right? It's, yeah. it's a similar vibe, but it's different. So, yeah, they basically just expanded on the first one. If you think about it, this the, the frame person of it. was getting with Veronica Corningstone. Yeah, it's the same thing. Back with Veronica Corningstone. But if you like it, you'll like it. And if you are not a fan, it won't change your mind. I don't know that. I'm just saying that it's kind of flatline. I laughed a lot, but I I'm. I don't find it as memorable. As I laughed way a, a lot. Like it, like it's. I'm, I've told you, I'm not a massive fan of most American comedy stuff. Oh, and this is the shining light. That is and not a good thing. Makes me laugh. <laughs> um, so, thanks to Paramount. If you want to enter a contest, you can go to our website. We've but got you some... don't laugh at Bob's Burgers or American Dad. No, I don't find them funny at all. Did you laugh at Ted? Please tell no. me. That. I don't remember uh, me either. No, I just don't. Horrible. Uh, so that, uh, next week's Blu-ray review is Homeland. That is um, Jason Statham and what's he called? James Franco. Um, and I believe it's directed by Sylvester Stallone, which is interesting. So um, that's Homeland. We'll be looking at that next week. Movie recommendations for this week. I am going with two of my favourite wacky movies ever, and that's Airplane and Airplane Two. They're about as close to Anchorman as you can get. I actually think, like, well, this is the Naked Gun as well, but I never liked them as much. I don't, I'm not really a Leslie Nielsen fan. Um, even though he is in Airplane, he's not primarily in Airplane. But uh, did you like the two Airplane movies? Mm, I remember thinking, because I was really young. I was too. Yeah. I fell in so love with them. So that was funny then. But it's not funny anymore to mm. me anymore. Not total. It's funny because it's inappropriate. That's why it's funny, but that doesn't make it funny. It's actually 
I've watched it on Netflix um, in the last couple of years, and it's still funny to me. But it's like got a um, what do you call it? Like a like I watched it a lot when I was a kid. Like I mean, I would oh, just right. watch I, it I and watch it, it and watch it. No, I would put the VHS in and just let it keep going over and over, right. and rewind, play it again. So it has a uh, like an anchorman. Like I've got it stored in my head. I got you. I've got some of those. So it's a reminiscent thing when I watch it every time. And I know what they're going to say, and I always find certain things funny. My funniest part in the first one is the guy in the air traffic control tower, the kind of like gay flamboyant kind of guy who dances around. Somebody gives him a piece of paper. It might sound stupid. And he said, what, what do you make of this? And he looks at it. And next thing he's like folded it, he goes, a pterodactyl? A nice pair of earrings? It's really funny. I don't know why that's funny, but like when I was a kid... I was like, what the hell? Like, comedy is insane. Like, like So you have to examine why is that funny to you, I think. Why I don't know, I find it really funny. So what do you, what, what do you make of this? And also, you still reference this comment. Oh, it's a it's a bad day to stop smoking. Oh, it's a bad day to stop yeah, always. crack. It's a bad day to stop. <laughs> and that is totally an Anchorman joke, isn't it? I mean, uh, I mean, like, I mean, it's an airplane joke, but it's a But there same. are no running jokes in Anchorman. No, surely you can't be serious. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious, and don't call me Shirley. <laughs> I mean, it's just stupid airplane, isn't it? But it's not stupid. Though. It's funny. It just—it's <laughs> funny because it feels wrong. Yeah, yeah, it's—it's it's a bit old school vaudevillian kind of like da 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 da. And then, hey, but then there's like the chicken then there's the things road. where you're like the the two black guys who talk jibe. Which is awful. I'm like, yeah. and it's not funny. And then anymore. there's like, the, like the, like somebody's um, in the, on the first one. There's somebody being like uh, hysterical, and then there's a big line of people with like different implements, like a hammer and a, a hacksaw, right. and like big, all trying to sort her out. I mean, it's crazy. There's some crazy stuff in it. Fireworks. Fireworks happening. Why? Mm, we're getting to that time of year. So if you can, I did promise you dogs on this show, but instead we got fireworks. Wow! Wow! I feel all patriotic all of a sudden. It might not be for the, it might not be for patriotic reasons. It is for me. It's not in America. That's not the only reason we do fireworks. Okay, so what are your uh, movie recommendations? Mine are a life less ordinary, and I don't know why, but I was trying to think of something that's got like that. You think it's just a normal movie, you know, like Dust Till Dawn or. Whatever, but then it goes like what? It's surrealistic. Yeah, but it's race and reality. But then it's got the element of what? That's a, what? Danny what? Boyle. Exactly, and I need to see it again because if I remember, I remember thinking, "Oh my god, this is awesome!" But some of the movies I've revisited when I felt that way when I was twenty years younger don't feel that way anymore. But a life less ordinary, and then the other one is robots. Uh, Oh, robots. And the reason is just because I was looking at Life Less Ordinary, skipped me over to somebody else, Stanley Tucci, who happened to be in Robots, but also Obi-Wan Kenobi was in it. He was the main voice, I believe. And it's really good, Robots. It's an animated... Yeah, from quite a long time ago. I call him Obi-Wan Kenobi, but that's not his name. Young Obi-Wan Kenobi. (laughs) But he's the main voice. It's really good. It's a really good anime. Ewan McGregor. That is his real name. But uh, if you like animated movies, it's a really good one. Ewan McGregor, to me, is Renton. He's not Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, and I'm a Star Wars fan, but he's Renton. I mean, that's who he is to me. Teresa Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, 
So, games and Ace Scully stuff, what have I been playing this week? I've been playing the new expansion pack to Diablo 3, which is called Reaper of Souls. Now, the new expansion pack to Diablo is $40. This is one thing I wanted to mention. <clears throat> so, for 40 the original game Diablo was $60. And you got a five-act campaign. So it was five full acts of the story. And how long does each act take? A couple of hours. Right? So there's five acts in the original for $60. And the expansion pack come along and it's one act for $40. So I looked at that and thought, that's just two hours of gameplay. And I know Diablo, you go back and replay it. That's the idea of it. You go back and keep playing it and keep playing it and get better things. It doesn't matter. You just keep going back and playing it. It's kind of a addictive game but I thought oh, really I would never never identify with that as I play The Sims while you're talking well I thought thirty nine ninety nine <laughs> seems like a bit of a rip off because one act couldn't they have made three acts like you know and it continues the story of Diablo 3 so if you finish Diablo 3 where it ends you kill Diablo something else happens at the beginning of this one and this is where oh, this sure. act where this act takes place and I've finished the act now it only took me two hours maybe two and a half hours but then I didn't realize something. When you finish it and the credits roll, a new mode unlocks called Adventure Mode. Now, if you're a Diablo player, what you used to do before the expansion pack came out was just go back and play all the story over and over and over and over with different people, get a multiplayer group together, play the story again. Now, you never have to play the story again because there's this new mode called Adventure Mode. And what it, re- what it is, is it's the whole map all six acts from the expansion back and the normal ah. and they've added like missions to each of the areas so they so they say today if you go and kill Diablo which is the fifth part of the uh, there'll be a bon- bonus loop for doing that so there's like little quests so it's like an RPG you go and get a quest you go and do it you turn it in you get some money you get some stuff so now you don't have to sit through cutscenes or watch the story again because the story gets older the 500th time you played it. Do you know what I'm saying? Like when you get to kill, like I've killed Diablo probably a hundred times and he talks to you before you fight him. That's really irritating because you know exactly what he's going to say and you just want to fight him, right? Now you don't have to have any of that. There's an actual tick box that says don't ever show me any cutscenes or anything. So now you just go into this map, you find some people, there's bounties every day that you can do. It just gives you a reason to play it more, and it also deals away with all that shitty stuff. It doesn't give you great satisfaction, and right now as you talk about it, it doesn't make you want to play it. Yeah, because the loot system has been completely changed now. Like, they used to have an auction house where you could sell things and buy things for real money. They completely got rid of that because people didn't like it, so now the only way of getting good equipment is playing the game. There's no buying off anybody, there's no like cheating by before like you could just get a bunch of money and buy all the best stuff now you have to actually play the game and hope that good stuff drops and then you play you know get better so today i was playing just one of the adventure modes with a bunch of people and i opened a chest and there was some armor that was like five times more powerful than the armor i already had just randomly because it everything's a crapshoot in that game you open a chest all stuff comes splurting out like a piñata and it's just all on the floor and you go, oh my god, there's just a magical piece that I've never seen before. Or it can be a lot of crap. Today, there was an orange one, picked it up, 
it's armor that's ten times better than what I have. So it's that's what carrot on stick, carrot on stick, yeah, you carrot keep on play, stick. you know. Yeah. So that's Diablo Three Reaper of Souls. It's really good. As with all Blizzard things, the CG cutscene at the beginning and the end is like mind-blowingly good. They they need to make a movie, um, Blizzard, because they're the people who make the CG stuff for them. Well, it's them. They do it in house. It, um, sh- they need to make a Diablo movie, but in CG, like they do the intros. Um, the other game I've been playing this week is Sunflowers on the Vita. It was on sale for thirty cents. <laughs> um, so I picked it up. It was in in the sale. I had some credit in my PSM wallet. Thirty cents is cool for a Vita game. It's basically a mobile game. There's there, you're, you control the sun, and there are clouds going across the screen. You have to press on the screen, tap the screen to water the flowers at the bottom. You have to keep all the flowers alive. There's also like a you know like when we play Plants vs Zombies and you have to collect plants in the Zen Garden. There's also partially a bit of that going on. Um, for 33 cents it's really fun <laughs> yeah. there's a bunch of trophies you can get I don't think you can really go wrong with 30 cents unless that's the only money you have in the world No, then right. you wouldn't want to pay a game with it but for 30 cents oh my god yeah I know and, and it was like 4 to start with and I don't know why it was in the sale who knows Even for $5 would it be worth it? no ah uh, okay but for 33 cents it's totally worth it um, another game uh, that's coming out this week is Trials Fusion uh, it's coming out on Tuesday. I've talked about it a couple of weeks ago. I'm in the beta for it, so I've already been playing it. I can't wait for it to come out because I love it. Uh, I'm going to be playing it on the PC. And lastly, what I wanted to talk about this week was... Uh, I just want to talk about this again. Talked about it previously. Nobody else is talking about it. You should all be talking about it. Dust Till Dawn, the TV series. This week's episode was so good. The acting was really good. It was better than the movie for me. Like, I was like... I didn't think this could get better than the movie, but it did this week. Like, I, I just mean the... It's so well handled, the, the show. Like I have to say, the girl, to me, is better than Julia Lewis. Julia, Julia Lewis. Lewis. Yeah, yeah, I think everybody in it... I mean, for the character, and for the way they're drag- pulling her out more. Like, more about her family. She's handling it with a little I less... I actually like the story better, though. Like... Oh, yeah. This story is better. Like, this... If you're familiar with the movie, Dust Till Dawn... The part where they go across the Mexican border crossing. That's what this episode was. In the movie, it lasts about, what, three minutes, minutes, five minutes? And this was a whole 45 minutes of getting across the border crossing. And it wasn't the same as in the movie. Like, you kind of... This this show, if you're familiar with the movie, it has this, oh, I recognise this. Oh, this is different. It has that kind of effect on you. And this week... It veered a lot from the plot of the movie. But you could also just watch it and never have any. No, you don't have to see the movie. But if you see the movie, if you have, if you are a fan of the movie, it plays on something in you. You're like, oh wow, wow, oh really? Like it? And they really played with it this week. And it, the end scene, was like, oh yeah, when they revealed where they are, yeah, yeah, you know where they come to next, was like, oh my god, what is going to happen next? Or maybe not. Is awesome. I can't wait to see it played out. Like, I just want to see what they do with it. Think it'll be different? Um, it's just an awesome thing. It's got to be show. different. I don't know be. why people aren't talking about it that much. I wish I'd go everywhere thinking, surely people like this. I mean, if you like this movie, and people love this movie, yeah, you will love this. But I don't see anybody saying anything about it. I hear people saying, oh, yeah, I've heard of that. Uh, people are saying it's good. That's all I ever see. 
So but you, you do have to have El Rey in yeah. your package. Now, I went to look. Uh, you actually don't need to have El Rey now. Um, it's on iTunes the day after it airs. You can buy it for one ninety nine an episode. Which I don't think is actually that bad because no. I think you might want to rewatch this when you know it might be something you, cool to have in your library. Um, so you can c- catch it on iTunes. You can also catch it on um, Voodoo, I believe, and I think what's the other one? What's the other on um, Amazon? You can also catch it on right. Amazon the day after. So it's one ninety nine an episode. So even if you don't have El Rey, there's no reason not to watch it. Um, and if you do have El Rey and the, El Rey's primarily on the Dish Network, if you've got Dish Network. And it's like 393, the channel number. So maybe you've got it and you don't know about it. Have a look. And you up. might think because it says El Rey that it's like a Spanish speaking network, it's but not. it's not. It's Robert Rodriguez's um, English speaking Latin American network. And it's a grindhouse. He, he calls it, actually, how they advertise it on the website is El Rey is grindhouse. Right. So if you like. It's not like here's a gardening show and here's a food show and here's a sports no. show and here's a It's drama. crazy horror movies right. um, when, they, you know, Dust Till Dawn the series and lots of martial arts stuff like Bruce Lee and, you know, like stuff that's 70s I Spit on Your Grave is on there weird 70s kind of Stuff you would have found late at night in the 70s on TV, maybe but cut up and edited So I think there's a lot of people would like that channel because I would I would watch that channel all Wouldn't day Wouldn't it be day. like the the combination of all the things that Quentin Tarantino and him it's watched exactly that, when yeah. they were growing up that yeah. made him want to make it is that like because like, the reason True Romance they go to watch a kung fu triple feature is because Quentin Tarantino loves Sonny Chiba kung fu movies and those movies are on El Rey so right it's that stuff so I don't know why people aren't talking about it I feel that it's because it's on El Rey and people don't know what El Rey is but don't bother with El Rey if you don't want. Go to Amazon or iTunes. You'll find it there. Um, it's really good. It is really, really good. And it's I can't compelling. wait for this week. Everybody's good. I Everybody's good. I like it better than True Blood. And I was thinking about that the oh, other day. Because they're both vampire shows. And definitely. I, I just think it Quality-wise. is better. Yeah. The first couple seasons of True Blood, the story is awesome. You've got vampires who live and people know they exist. And right. they're kept under control and then you've got the mixture but then you start throwing everything at it it gets a bit wacky fairies and werewolves and everything else and it's i mean fun this is, to watch this is fun to watch too it's not but it seems sinister and more tied to sort of a mythology yeah that, they go in in a direction yeah, of a exactly of a real thing kind of <laughs> real, real mythology thing so that's just from dust till dawn the series you can it's just go it's just called from dust till dawn now remember it is they took the series bit off there didn't they um, and actually, if you live outside of the US, it's on Netflix. So if you're in the UK, for instance, it's on Netflix. Um, for some reason, it's not on Netflix here. So, uh, Sid Talk, what's for dinner? I know it's blank on there, but I just forgot to fill it in. It, it is, is Larry David Pasta, as you like to call it. It's Rana, R-A-N-A, cheese raviolis. The guy who looks like some, Larry David. So we've got Larry David pasta, which isn't David, Larry David pasta, and Paul Newman sauce. And it's some sort of like really flavorful sauce, apparently. Spadunkle or spaduncle or something like that. It says on the on the jar. And, you know, it's all organic. It's the organic one, all natural, all that stuff. So if I would try that. And some peas and carrots. That's and, about it. And really. some ice cream. 
We do have some ice cream. Because it is hot. And ice cream sounds really good. We also have leftover cookies. Ice cream sounds good. Yeah. In a hot day. It's not that hot. I feel like it's pretty hot, isn't it? You're a little bit of a baby. There is sweat. There's sweat, but it's not that bad. I think as I get older, the heat, which I've hated my whole life, is starting to embrace me and brainwash me into thinking it's good for me because it makes me feel better. Like my body feels better. So if you said to me, it's 100 degrees outside right now, I might be like, oh, that sounds sort of like a sauna. I think I'll go outside. (laughs) I don't know what's happening to me. But that's what's for supper. And my advice is don't be a doormat. Now, you might not realize you're a doormat. You might think you're just being nice all the time. I don't like nice people that much. I know that seems like a very punk rock thing to say, maybe, but I don't like nicey, nice people. You know why? Because being nice a lot of times, it isn't being nice. It's just being chicken shit. You don't want to say what you think or say it how you want to say it. Now, if you're in a circumstance where what you say has negative, like actual negative real-life circumstances, your job requires you don't just spew off at the mouth all the time, Um, You're in a dangerous situation where someone who might actually harm you because of what you have to say, a parent or a spouse or a boyfriend or a girlfriend or something like that, then obviously I'm not telling, I'm not advocating being like stupid about what you say. Think about it. But being nice and unopinionated and like blind to the fact that your opinion actually matters in this world, whether you think so or not, it's really boring. I mean, it's fucking boring. I I can't understand. Nice, nice, don't rock the boat, never want to say what I think. You know what I think happens after a while? You actually don't have a thought in your head anymore. You don't have an opinion because you've trained yourself to just be middle of the road all the time. And I think it's really boring. And I don't have a lot of people close to me in my life. I have zero people close in my life who are that that much like that. And that's why I get kind of familiar with a person and I'm like oh my god you're too nice (laughs) you think you're being nice and I'm not saying nice people like I'm a decent human being if I see someone injured or hurt or need something I'm going to help them I'm not being nice I'm just being a decent human being I'm talking about nice and I'm making quotation marks with my fingers like sugary sweet and squeaky and nice all the time and what do you think about this oh I don't know (laughs) Just guess, like, whatever you think is Actually, probably what like I think. sounds like somebody, yeah. Yeah, and it's fucking annoying. I mean, that so, I'm just sounds saying. like somebody, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. if you are a doormat, uh, you might want to examine yourself a little bit. <laughs> and even if you can't e- express yourself fully in most areas of your life, your job, maybe with your spouse or with your parents, um... Or with your children, whatever it is. If there are areas of your life where you're thinking right now, oh, right, like I'm really going to tell my husband he's a dickhead. He'll knock my head off or he'll treat me like shit or he'll give me the evil eye. Whatever the level of disapproval you're going to get, extreme or non-extreme. Well, then find a place to put it. Because if you can get it out of you, like the actual opinion that you have, the actual annoyance that you have with the person that you feel like you can never tell them to their face, get it out somewhere else. Lord knows I do it all the time. And that makes me not be sugary sweet because then I'm not just like buttling, buttling. I'm really not sugary sweet to anybody. I know that doesn't come as a surprise to you. 
I said to somebody the other day, I am not a very nice person. Oh, yes, you are. Oh, yes, you are. I said, another person was sitting in the room and looked at me kind of funny. And I said, I know. He doesn't know me very well yet. And he was like, whoa, is there something I don't know about? I said, I'm consistently a decent human being. But you will find if you're around me enough, I'm not nice. <laughs> like, I'm nice enough to not tell someone to their face, if most people, that they have a funky body smell or something like that, that I think in this moment, that person's going to get actual hurt because of it. It's not gaining me anything by doing it. So I guess that makes you nice, sort of. But I'm not nice because all I'm thinking is, oh my God, you stink so bad. Why can't you get away from me? That's the true me. I'm just faking it up by not saying what I want to say, you know. So that's what I'm saying. Don't be a doormat. And don't think because you agree with your spouse all the time or because you you think you're just being nice. You're not just being nice. You're being nothing. Like nothing. So moving on to some nothing. <laughs> I want to remind you about our websites, aschoolie.com, sidsaw.com. You can catch us on Twitter and Facebook. You can catch this podcast on the iTunes Music Store. You can also catch From Dust Till Dawn there if you want to get that. You can also catch this podcast on the Zoom Marketplace. You the can't RSS get From Dust Till Dawn on aschoolie.com. No, but you can if you go to iTunes. And okay. Um, one ninety nine an episode. Do you think that's terrible? How many episodes are there? Ten. That's $20. Just for one That's TV series. That's the price series. of a DVD, though, right? Yeah, but you don't get the DVD, do you? No. Because some people don't care. They just want digital. I say an episode of a TV show should be... If you're just buying it straight 99 up... 99 cents sounds good. I think 50 cents is good for an episode. A, a, and then if you want to buy... Good. Well, no, 50 cents is reasonable. It's like um, they're selling it directly to you. They've got them on a server somewhere. All you got to do is download it. And they're making 50 cents. Multiply that by a million. That's a lot of money. That's half a million dollars. True. So... How is that not an acceptable amount of money to make from basically setting up a server and putting it on there? When the Blu-ray of From Dust Till Dawn comes out, I will get it. Oh, it's will. definitely a rewatcher for me. I'm I'm really like it, and I want to see how they make it. So, um, and you love Robert Rodriguez. I've watched a bunch of interviews with him this week. You just, have just about Dust Till Dawn, you know, to see. You know what he thinks of it, and Tarantino. He's a involved. new, he's a new era of filmmaker, TV mogul person. His for own sure. thing, yeah. Yeah. Um, so email feedback to me, aschoolyaschoolie dot com. Don't email Sid Talk, and stay classy, Mister Ron Burgundy, and go fuck yourself. <laughs> and I'm gonna say, think for yourself, and don't just think for yourself. Express yourself, because if you don't think for yourself, someone's gonna do it for you. <laughs>